All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about guns and violence today. <laughs> violence and blood. Um, Nobody probably heard that. That's okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll make sure they heard that. All right. Um, that was in case anyone wants. That was DOC from 1993 off their album Pulling No Punches. <laughs> and the song is TikTok. There you go. They invented TikTok. Okay. Just is it spelled like the, it's a uh, actual, the actual, the actual TikTok. because it would be, Oh, put her on the podcast. Hey mom, what's up? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm recording a podcast right now and you're on it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> she was test. She's setting up a new internet thing and she wanted to, Oh, that's, it. that's the worst. That's enough. For me dude. to be violent. Oh, dude. You, you want to talk about violence? <laughs> talk about my things that should be serving me in my life, like internet and computers and technology and failing. Then I become a violent person. Right. Right. So my first, we are going to talk about guns and violence today. So have you been following the, well, obviously Derek Chauvin convicted three counts. The fucker's going to jail. Yeah. Good for that pig. He's in jail. Right. But like people were celebrating it's hard to celebrate that. Yeah. Well, I, I saw like, people that were mixed. People were saying, um, like, yes, the overwhelming majority sure. is happy, but people yes. were saying, like, why did it take so long for them to say what we already knew? Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like we're celebrating because, yes, finally, justice yeah, finally. is convicted. Yeah. You know, he killed. You know, he had eight minutes to decide if my knee on his neck is enough or not. And then, he like, good for him. He's in prison. Yeah. Um, not good for him, whatever. He could... Yeah, yeah, think. yeah. So like that happened, and then the and taser then, situation. The, there's the taser situation. There's been a string of them, and God, wouldn't it suck to be a cop right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it from the other perspective, um, and people are saying we need a like a reform in the police w- world. <laughs> like we know we need better training, we need better mm-hmm. all that stuff, and it's like. What if we need like better parenting for these people? Yes, dude. It's a like everyone says it's all cops. There's a whole string all the way back to parents. Yeah. And our culture and everything about it leads to these situations. Yeah. That needs to change. Like people are, are arguing against guns, like guns and we need to get rid of guns. I'm like, it's not the fucking guns. Like, yeah. yes, it is the guns, but there's just this whole subculture of violence and Obviously, we're not going to be able to dig into all of it in a short podcast. But, yeah. Um, but the one that I really noticed this morning was the one in Columbus. I don't know if you you saw that one or not. Mm-hmm. Basically, officers arrived at the scene after a, a frantic call saying these two these this girls trying to stab us. You know, uh, I don't know what what's going on, but we need help immediately. So officer shows up. Body cam footage was released immediately. Wow. Um, officer shows up. The first thing he sees is one girl getting flung to the ground. Another girl started going after another one, and she was wearing pink. The one girl's wearing black, and the girl in the black has a big old knife. Oh, God. And she is right about to, she's got the other girl, the pink girl pinned down on a car. She's got her arm up ready to stab. Oh, my God. And that's when the officer opened fire, killed the girl with a knife, and people are freaking out about it. What should he have done? Exactly my point. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this trying to figure out, like, okay, Derek Chauvin had 
eight minutes, nine minutes to figure out what to do there. Yeah. He had nine minutes with his knee on this guy's neck and three other officers standing we're, we're, there. We're, yeah, that were with him. Exactly. This guy alone. had eight or nine seconds uh-huh. to figure out what the hell to do. And he sees, you can see the body cam footage. You put it in a still mode. There is an actual, right before he shoots, this girl's got the knife back and the other girl pinned and she is ready to stab. Mm-hmm. I just shot her too. Right. <laughs> like, well, I just don't know what else you do. You can't, you can't be like, let's talk about it. Because whenever someone has a knife back, that's like, that's, there's no more time to talk. <laughs> like the only thing I would fault was, oh, that's a pretty dangerous shot. The other girl's right behind her. If she flung up real quick, it could if, hit her. What if he missed and hit her? Yeah. Boy, that would be a disaster. Well, I mean, a, but he didn't. But 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 I mean, they they should be trained for quote hostage situations, right? Like, what happens if I have someone under my arm and I have a gun to their head? And don't, you know, don't come any closer. I'll shoot you. Know, you see it in the movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't come any closer. I'm going to shoot them. And a cop should be trained to hit the other person, you know, between the yeah. eyes or wherever it would be. Yeah, and even that, like, I I don't know. I'm not a cop. I would think that those situations are so incredibly rare where it's like that. I mean, I could be, I could be wrong, but I mean, a situation like this, I'm like, what was he supposed to do in that eight seconds or Let's less? talk, wait. Like, put my actual gun down. Now he's responding to threats of violence yeah. already. Like somebody with a knife, threats of violence. Should he show up with his taser pulled? When there's somebody with a knife, he showed up with his gun pulled. Well, the whole taser thing, too, is how far away was he? You know, maybe, yeah. maybe he wasn't in taser they're not, range. They're not accurate. Uh, maybe they're not accurate at range, anything. I don't I don't know. But, like... Well, what are uh, people saying? Are they saying that he shouldn't have shot her? Oh, there's, like, there's there's riots. There's protests. What race Everyone's was the like, knife-wielding woman? I think she was... She, yeah, she was a black girl. Uh, you know, so I think people are sensitive to this now, but it's like... This type of outrage culture just, it really does piss me off now. It's like, stop. Like, I know people are hurting and I know there's a lot of tension right now, but like, we really need to stop and get the facts and look at what actually happened here. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we can be sad that somebody died, but we're not sad or mad at the police officer that did it. Let's be sad and mad at the culture that creates that kind of environment yeah. where people do that. Yeah. It's like, uh, I talk about this all the time. It's like a fire, being a firefighter versus working in fire prevention. And like therapy is a lot of this way. Like a, a person I know who does therapy, you know, she was saying, it's unfortunate about my job is the fact that the fire already started and people are coming to me now and they don't want a fire. They, they want the fire put out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice if there was a system where there never was fires flaring up to begin with. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, that's the ideal here right now. Like we're just patching up wounds and that's like essentially what the police are dealing with. They're dealing with a fire that broke out and they're just trying to put it out as safely and quickly as possible before the fire spreads elsewhere. And when I say fire in this situation, I mean, there's a fire that broke out. A woman's wielding a knife and they want to take care of it before she kills innocent people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that situation, it is a truly damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you, yeah, I mean, what happens if the cop was there and there's footage of the cop there and this woman just stabs an innocent person right in front of the cop and the cop doesn't do anything? Yeah, he's fucked. Yeah, the cop, like, what are you, you're supposed to be doing your job. <laughs> yeah, like, and he, and you know what? People might have been like, you know, a knife wound, you can heal from that. She should have been stabbed, you know? Oh, my God. Like, I bet you there's stupid fucks that are probably like, you know, she could have been stabbed and we could have healed that and the other girl could have been subdued when she went back. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like, 
Be mad at the dumb bitch for attacking people with a knife. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Be mad at her. Be mad at her family. Be mad at all the people that saw the signs and didn't say anything. Did, did she die instantly or whatever? At the hospital. At the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And they did all the, they did all the like, you know, tried to resuscitate her there, tried to do everything to help after the fact. But like that poor, poor I don't know, she's a poor cop, but like. What's he going to do? Yeah. Because well, if he lets her stab her, he's going to live with that his entire life. Yeah, I let he, an innocent person get stabbed. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, that's what a cop is, is to serve and protect, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, there's, well, how do we know that the knife, maybe the other girl attacked her first and she got the knife from her. Yeah, but there's no, there's no room for reason in those moments. No. Like you said, you have seven or eight seconds. You yeah. can't be like, wait, let me hear both sides before yeah. you stab. Like yeah. the heat of the moment is on. The t- clock is ticking. Someone's going to make a decision that you as a cop need to make that, that quick. They, that's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, cause we can be sad. I mean, it is sad. It is a very, very sad situation, yeah. but I, I, I don't think we should, those emotions of sadness shouldn't come out towards that cop. Cancel them, cancel them <laughs> at all, you know? And uh, cause either way, he's got to live with that decision like the rest of his life. Yeah. Like, he, he knows. I mean, he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's really sad in this, like, I don't know. It is sad. So I mean, that's, like, that's all I really wanted to get out about that situation. <laughs> that's it this week. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, speaking of just about guns and violence and everything, there's there has been an alarming. Uh, well, I, oh, the mass shootings over the past several months has been alarming. Yeah, but you think about violence in general and like, I think I truly do believe that, yes, guns are are the most efficient and quickest way to probably kill someone. But I do think that there are sick people out there that would kill you another way if a gun oh, sure. wasn't involved. Yeah. You know, like this girl grabbed a knife and was going to do it with a knife. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. I find myself often on, on both sides of the gun debate, you know, because people are right. Like you're, you're going to get guns. People that want to get a gun will end up getting a gun somehow. Mm. Um, but I find myself back and forth. Like, do we really need like recreational firearms? Like for fun? Yeah. Like they are fun. I'll admit. I love, should, sh- I love ranges, shooting guns. Like should shooting ranges be a thing? Just, just for the sole purpose of enjoyment of recreation. I mean, should it be a thing? I, I, I lean more towards no. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, guns, they are killing machines. That's the only thing that they were designed to do is kill people. Yeah, they weren't designed for fun. Um, well, not kill people, but kill things, but mostly kill people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm all about hunting firearms. I'm all about using guns as tools, hmm. um, but probably not so much recreation anymore. Hmm. I mean, I think that's why they invented BB guns and airsoft guns is because... For kids to get them into the gun culture. <laughs> the NRA probably invented them. I mean, it could be. Why the fuck else would you have a BB gun? Yeah. Like, it's a safe gun that young people can use to get you into the idea of shooting a gun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they are safe. I mean, they have them at, at now they have them at like, like scout camps and stuff like yeah, that. Like now Walmart. they teach safety. You know, they're teaching children gun safety, which I still feel like you can do without. I mean, there's something. Oh, here's another rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> there's something satisfying about taking aim and hitting the thing that you're aiming at. True. It triggers dopamine. Like yeah, you get, you get a rush. I did it. So when you're giving these kids BB guns who are wildly inaccurate, like not the kids, the guns themselves, mm-hmm. but then they hit the thing 
oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I used to shoot birds with BB guns. Mm-hmm. You know, that gophers, <laughs> groundhogs. Mm-hmm. But you're not, not you're not killing a groundhog with a beak. No, no, it just sticks in it. <laughs> I mean, it takes it takes a freaking twenty pound digging iron to take out a, yeah. to the head to take out a oh, groundhog. Oh, dude, that story was so bad. Oh man, that story. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, and then uh, dude, the whole the whole debate is so messy. Mm-hmm. It's so messy. But as far as like people in power having guns and if they're being trained properly or not, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have to take a safety course to get your hunting license. Yeah. I don't know what it takes. I believe it or not. I actually thought about getting my concealed carry permit. Mm. Um, just so I had the option to buy a handgun. Mm-hmm. I don't think you don't need a concealed carry permit to buy one. I'm not actually even sure what you have to do to get a handgun. Um, I know someone who I can ask. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but you know, the thought of having one, like I don't, I don't understand. Like you should have to go through a tremendous amount of training. Like if, especially if you're buying it for protection, mm-hmm. like if you haven't gone through rigorous training, target shooting, and you're hitting your target 95% of the time, you mm-hmm. don't deserve to have a gun. Mm-hmm. You will die mm-hmm. using that gun. If you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. I, that's my opinion. Yeah. I think that gun is more of a, if you, if you're not trained, if you're not skilled, if you have no idea how guns work, if you don't know how to break that gun down and clean it, you're going to die with it. Hmm. period yeah i mean you might not but you probably the chan- you're, you're chances more likely are. just because you, you feel like it's like wearing a mask getting a vaccine yeah you feel like oh i'm protected now mm-hmm. and no you're not well i was thinking of the analogy of like sex it's like you can train someone or you can teach someone your whole life like safe sex you know this is what happened these are the consequences of you know, not using birth control. These are the prop. These are the consequences of sleeping around with different partners, STDs, and pregnancy and stuff like that. But whenever someone's in the moment and they're not thinking clear, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like no matter what you do, people are still people, and we are flawed, and we make mistakes. And where's the room for error? And you know, like if you're talking about sex, like you're having one night with someone, you don't have a condom, but the moment's there, you don't want to ruin the moment. You're not thinking clearly. And all of a sudden there's a lifelong consequence because of that. You know, you're a cop, you're tired, you're, you've been working six days straight. You're not sleeping right. And all you get a call and you have six seconds to make a decision. Like, I mean, I truly believe that the world is going to move to like robot police. Truthfully, I, th- I think that's like the future mm-hmm. because robots won't have like that human error, but then there's going to be other problems. Yeah. But like the human error element is what's fucking everything up is a robot would be able to be like, have no emotion. It'd be like, this is the situation (laughs) you broke the law. (laughs) I mean, that's gotta be a long time away. Who knows? (laughs) But I'm just thinking like, that's the problem. The thing that we're getting mad at is the fact that we're human. And what about a cyborg? Half human, half robot. Well, um, I think that's kind of maybe that very well could be it. Like a Tesla. Next time one of these officers gets gunned down, you bring him back to life using robot. <laughs> so he is alive, but not alive. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Could be cyborg. But I, I think that could be an answer, but I don't know if it's the right answer, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, if you the, the human element of it, we need more fire prevention specialists for mm. sure. Mm. Figure out what's what's causing, causing people. This? There's there has to be a cause. Like there's a cause for everything. People don't just up and do something. Mm. They don't. So there has to be a cause, and I mean, whatever that is. What if it's hey? What if it's a lack of living wages? Mm-hmm. People are just so frustrated and pent up, and I can't like they get so pissed at their life because they can't make ends meet, mm-hmm. and so they take of, their wrath out on someone. Yep, of any inequality, not enough um, opportunities for for all people, and people are just stressed, frustrated, sad, and just eventually just go off the rails. Mm-hmm. I think that has a huge part to do with it where people's basic needs aren't met mm. and it just leads to all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Very well could be it. But yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, I often think about the people that have guns for protection mm. and I think about my just 39 years of life and how long or 38, however old I am. <laughs> how many times has anybody ever broken into my house and I felt threatened? Never. Yeah. For most people, I don't care how old you are. Like, I mean, really, if you if you're thinking about getting a gun for protection, think about how many times have I needed this before. Mm. It's huh. the, it's the minority. Yeah, it, the, the minority actually have had that happen to them. Yeah. Odds are never. Mm. So why all of a sudden do you think that that's going to happen now? Mm. It reminds me of um, you know, pissing on a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you sit around a campfire and uh, for three or four hours, nothing, nothing escapes the campfire. You're not putting out fires like it's all it's all contained. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as it's time to go in for the night, that's when the fire is going to get crazy. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. If we leave, the fire is going to go all over the place and burn the house down. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. It's not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. but people will still douse it mm-hmm. and make sure it doesn't because we're not here to watch it. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, the other day I left my kids home for like 10 or 15 minutes. You know, mm. I'm like, all right, don't eat anything. You know, might choke and die. Like in their lives to this date, how many times have they choked on something where I needed to give them the Heimlich maneuver? Never. Right. But they're gone for 10 minutes. Oh, God, they're going to eat something and die. Mm. It's, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, logically. That is a good point. You know, so the, the I, I ask the people that feel like they need guns for protection in their home. Like, I think I feel like if you feel that way, maybe you should move <laughs> first, you know, but like, really, like, where's the evidence that something's all of a sudden going to happen? Like, what changed in your community that makes you feel like all of a sudden you need to have this? Or maybe think about upping your home security first instead of yeah, lock your freaking gun. doors. Yeah, lock, or maybe, you know, install a camera system in your house if you feel so mm-hmm. inclined and. Uh, motion sensor lights. If someone walks outside your house at night, a light will come on. Just mm-hmm. little things you can do that won't kill somebody. Yeah. Um, or yourself. <laughs> yeah. And won't bring a gun into your house. That'll keep you aware. I mean, there's, there are systems now where once the thing gets off, it automatically calls police for you and the police show up to your house that you don't even need, need to call. Yeah. So there's plenty of ways to, to do things without having to carry a gun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, do you know I, who I think is driving this need that, to make people think that like, oh, the world's a scary place and you need to you know, arm yourself? Media? Corporate greed. Mm. I mean, you think all the money in guns. Like the NRA has got their hands in the government. Like they're practically rubbing them off every hour, you know, <laughs> because that's how, that's how far their hands are in the government's <laughs> yeah. you know, pants just to like, it's, it's sick. It really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they probably figure, well, what's a couple of people who die by accident compared to the millions and billions that we make? Yeah. <laughs> and all this, all this being said, I'm a gun owner. Mm. I have guns. Would you be willing to give them up? Uh, I gave some of them up already. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but my, first off, no, I wouldn't. All mine are hunting firearms. You know, they're for. They can still kill someone. Though. They can still kill somebody. They're in a locked case in my house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the ammo is not even stored with them. So, you know, you, you, there's one, I have one flintlock rifle that like you're probably more dangerous like beating somebody with it. Yeah, like that's that, the only thing you'd be able to do. Yeah, hold on a second. You uh, put you the know, powder. Is, is beat someone with it. <laughs> and like, so I would have a huge problem with. Yeah, like a flintlock. That's like, different. I have a shotgun and I think I have a, a, I don't even know what the other one is. Like <laughs> yeah. I use it for deer hunting. Yeah. Um, it's like a deer rifle. It's actually fairly, it's actually new within a year actually yeah it's been like two years since i've even used it because i didn't hunt last year yeah 300 maybe 306 yeah a 306 oh, okay yeah wait so. do you still have that 22 remember that one time that you and i shot 22 is it that one? i don't have a 22 anymore but i'd love one because we got a shit ton of rabbits and squirrels uh, in our backyard yeah. and i would love to just sit in my bedroom and plink them blink, off blink, you know blink. yeah um but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I would, but you know, there was a time where I had two pistols, you know, there were two black powder pistols, you know, so it's like you have to, you know, they're muzzle loader pistols. They're not, it was, it's a single shot. And, uh, it was a time in my life where I was just significantly depressed and anxious. And I was like, I don't want these in my house. Mm. I don't even want that. And it was more of a, did I ever think I would use them on myself? No, I don't. But just, um, yeah, I know. But it's mean. like, I want to set the example. Listen, if I'm remotely feeling at all not right, I'm going to get rid of I, I want to just, I get honest, I, I gave them away, mm. you know? So I kind of want them back now, though, because they're freaking cool as shit <laughs> and they're fun to shoot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it comes down to the individual, and there's no way you can truly get to the heart of the individual. And so someone can pass training academy. Someone can have a seemingly clean record, but at the end of the day, man, like there's, you can't, you can't police every single individual who has a gun. All it no. takes is one person to have one bad day mm-hmm. and they're like, fuck this. And then they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And there's already laws and legislation out there. And a lot of times, like the one guy recently, he had a shotgun confiscated. Um, I think it might have been the FedEx shooter that killed eight people the other day. Like I didn't hear about this. His uh, yeah, it was recent in Indianapolis. I think it was at a at a FedEx facility and uh, shot eight people and a couple others were injured. But like apparently, several months before that, he had made a threat that he was going to commit suicide by cop, and the police were notified and they confiscated a weapon from him. Suicide by cop? What do you mean? He's going to go shoot a place up and the only way he's going to die is if a cop, cop kills him. Uh-huh. Oh. So he was going to basically put himself in a situation to be killed oh by police. God. Right. So they confiscated his weapons, but then he was able to go out and buy another one. Hmm. So like even these, the, the enforcement of these laws, I think is, is problematic. Mm. Um, and unfortunately he was able to get another rifle and. That was, I don't think they disclosed what kind it was yet, mm. but it was enough to go in and kill eight people before he killed himself. Um, yeah. I think the big thing people are pissed that I've seen right now is why are the people who are supposed to be helping us fucking up so much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely police reform needs to happen for sure. Mm. Um, and I don't want to throw like 
cops under the bus, but I think it's ultimately the system, you know, how, how much training and honestly, and I'll say it as human beings, we're not making their jobs any easier. Like (laughs) there is a subculture that creates violence and issues. And unfortunately it probably happens in more lower income, um, less privileged communities Mm. that that's uh, ultimately they are just a byproduct of years and years of oppression and racism. Mm. And until we bring all people to the same level, Mm. it's still gonna, it's still gonna happen. Like Mm. it's, it's a culture that, was created by people before us and it's not we didn't cause it but it's our responsibility to help reverse all of those um issues Mm. so and then you have movies that glorify violence yeah and make it seem super cool yeah (laughs) yeah for real like the good guys and bad guys and it's all good because good guys will win and yeah it's I mean, just think about think about the movies and things that you consume that desensitize you. I I do believe in de- desensitization, um, and you could even argue video games do this too. So, I mean, how many kids and teenagers are playing Call of Duty, and that entire game is based around getting the best gun and getting the best shot and killing people. I mean, there's just mm. so much enjoyment out of like these shooting, killing games. Yeah. Uh, and then we live in this society where people are getting shot in the real world. And it's kind of like, where is this coming from? It's like, look at the games you're playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, Mario's a little different. Like, you're not crawling down pipes and chasing after, like, Goombas in the real world. Like, you know, yeah, there's, quote, violence in Mario. You jump on a Goomba's head. But, like, it's very different than seeing you're a soldier at World War II and you're shooting people in the face in Call of Duty, you know? Um Yeah. I, I sound so old talking that way, but I mean, you, I you, you kind of have to tie the, I, I think you and I say this all the time. We live in like in an experiment and the data hasn't come out yet on what, if what we're consuming is affecting us. But I think the data is co- becoming clear. Like, yeah. I don't know that you'd ever be able to put a solid connection between the two, but yeah, if you turn on any, even just network television at night, like you have all kinds of cop shows and detective shows and people are dying mm. and it's never about, preventing mm-hmm. like I wish we lived in a world where police didn't exist because mm. we didn't need them mm. because people were civil, you know? And, uh, well, I mean, I mean, why do you think sheriffs became a thing? Like back in the day, like, you know, you had a sheriff because I mean, I don't know if people were ever always civil. Yeah. I don't think they were. I think it was more of a, you have something I want and I'm going to take it from you. Yeah. And they're like, and well, if hold you don't on, give it, this I'm going to kill fair. you. Yeah. yeah. And then someone had to keep the peace, mm-hmm. you know, but I, again, I wasn't, I wasn't alive. However, that long ago, like what kind again, and again, and I'm not saying it's what created that type of mentality to I think it's human go nature. and do that. I think <laughs> that is, and maybe it probably is human nature. Again, with our advancement and colonizing and things like that, you've taken away because you look at it would be interesting to look at how animal communities treat each other. Like there's probably killing. I'm sure gorillas kill other gorillas. Yeah. I'm sure piss me off. You know, like more along predators, you know, you come into my area, you know, I'm gonna kill you. Like yeah. that that is typically how nature works, and maybe it just doesn't work for us now. Yeah. And we're trying to still, maybe it's all unnatural. I mean, I mean, I mean, dude, <laughs> maybe a police force is unnatural, but well, we're trying to make it work. Well, think about that tribe in Africa that that one girl 
walked, she like went into their tribe and because she was an outsider, they killed her with bows and arrows. Remember that story from a while ago? And it's like, yeah, they are very much so un- untouched by the world. They're like this tribe that's just living in their own bubble. Yeah, you and, could that she could be bringing in disease. And an outsider comes in, and they're like, "We don't like outsiders." Blink, and they freaking kill her with a bow and arrow. And so was the missionary, the dude that was yeah. a missionary that tried to get into this tribe, and they were like, "Nope," and they killed him. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, but what I'm getting at is like you, you talk about human nature and you talk about influence from the modern world. That was an influence from the modern world. That was mm-hmm. like a survival thing. Like we don't want anything new coming into our space. This is our space. It's like a territorial yeah. thing. And whenever people feel wronged, that is like an animalistic instinct is I'm going to attack. I'm going to fight back. Mm-hmm. And so we have these things now, whereas before you'd have a rock or you'd make yourself a spear, but now you pick up a handgun Mm-hmm. pick up a knife yeah there's really obviously that's why i always tell people there's so many factors at play there's so many cogs in the wheel of violence and guns that i don't think there's any one thing you know we're never ever gonna ever all get along the only way it can be remotely possible is if you stop looking inward and you look at your neighbor and you try to picture what life could be like for them and if you have the ability to do that, that's the only way that you're ever going to get all, like, there'll be peace. Did you think ultimately it does come down to basic needs? Probably. I mean, I know there's a lot of like, there's a lot of mental issues going on in the world today. And I think that modern day food, diet, lack of sleep, stress, anxiety doesn't help our brains think clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's at play too. But at the same time, Again, if if your basic needs are met, like that eliminates a whole heck of a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And especially if you don't have to worry about your basic needs being met next month Mm -hmm. or even next year. So, I mean, what if the answer is just making sure everybody's basic needs are met for life? Mm -hmm. We have the capacity in America with the amount of wealth that's in America. Like I know it's, this is borderline borderline and like, Oh, socialism (laughs) and stuff like that. But like, if you're freaking loaded and you're wealthy, would you be willing to give up that wealth to make sure that all people are taken care of? Greed. <laughs> no, because they're like, well, they better work for it. Greed. But who says they got to work for it? Like, yeah, they should work for it. But like, then again, you're like, you're putting stipulations on, well, no, I want to make sure they work for it. You can't just give them handouts. I think the problem is, and this is the thing that we tend to forget is there actually are really shitty people in the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for someone who's not that way to think about it. But I don't think that that millionaire should give their money away to people because they're shitty people. Mm -hmm. And you could say, oh, they're only shitty because they're a product of their environment. If they just had more money, if they just had better circumstances, if they just had a better upbringing. I don't believe that. I think that's a big factor, but I don't believe that. Or not just give it to them, but would we be willing to make sure that everybody has an opportunity? Opportunity is different, yeah. For basic needs. And I just don't think that everybody has that opportunity right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And what do we do about the years and years of racism that has happened already that's already placed people at a disadvantage? Mm -hmm. And it's not even their fault. They were just born into it. Yeah. What do we do with all those people? I know. that's You kind of got to... 
bring them right up to where they're now at a level playing field for with like everybody else. It's like almost like giving them a handicap in golf. It's yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, you get to play with a, you know, plus whatever or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like just to make the playing field. Even. Yeah. Just like, like how many, how many like black families had an opportunity to own land? Mm. Probably none. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, so they're already like, oh, yeah, we could just go on for. <laughs> I Yeah, at the end of the day, there's shitty people in all aspects of life. And you could either say you're a shitty person because of what's happened to you or you're just a shitty person in general. But I, I believe that there's a spectrum for everything and it's mm-hmm. never black and white. And whenever we see situations like this where a woman gets killed because she was stabbing an assailant and. Right now, it's like it's hot to to hate cops. You know what I mean? I mean, I actually I actually thought of something, or I didn't think of this. I heard this on a podcast, and it really made sense. Think about America in two thousand one. Nine eleven happens. Oh, everybody loved the cops. Everybody loved the American flag. Every single house in my neighborhood had an American flag out front. People were wearing American flag shirts. Proud to be an American was playing like almost every day on like every news channel. You know what I mean? Like it, I mean, we were, our mm-hmm. nation was like so together and cops were praised and firefighters were praised and it was, you were honorable if you flew the flag. And now we're back now, to 910. Yeah. Now you fly the flag outside your house. You fucking racist. You probably love Donald Trump, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, uh, Cops are getting shit on everywhere, and yeah, there are shitty cops. Bring out the there. fucking terrorists back, <laughs> blow some other shit up, fly some planes into some buildings, reunite America for us. I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna be surprised if sometime soon we hear about some warfare. Biden overseas. plans a big terrorist attack that wipes out like five thousand Americans just to get America unified again. Dude, genius idea. It's. I mean, I, I, I mean, you'd think that I a pandemic that killing 600,000 plus people would have brought America together. That was, pro- that no. was probably their plan. They're like, that oh, probably that was. Well, yeah, let's, we can bring the world together now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That backfired. Oops. Yeah. Fucking Trump screwed that one up. <laughs> yeah. We had this whole plan. It was supposed to go seamlessly. We're supposed to pin on the, or the Chinese or. Yeah, um, like how could Donald Trump screw up a pandemic? It's a pandemic. It's nobody's <laughs> fault. Surely this is a this is a given for him. He could yeah. be able to be like, listen, guys, this is a pandemic. We can all rally against this. This is nature against mm. us. Drink some bleach, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink bleach. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I, 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 I just I think about this the contrast now. You know, if if you were if you were to. If you were to walk around with an American flag shirt or had an American flag on your car, people would, I guarantee you, nine out of 10 people would be like, he's Republican. It's a source of division. Yeah. He's Republican. He, he, he's pro Trump or just because we've, our minds gotten so warped. Um, if you say blue lives matter or you say I support police, people will lose their shit. <laughs> yeah. Extreme leftism, ma'am. Yeah. It's worse than extreme rightism. It's getting that to be that way. Oh, and I also heard another thing on a podcast. I've been re- listening to a lot of podcasts. The extreme, this is like so political, but whatever. We, we, don't, we don't really talk about this stuff. This guy had a theory and he was like, these extreme lefts are almost like the new school bullies because they just keep pushing. Like, like you do something that yeah. makes them uncomfortable. I don't like that. Cancel, cancel, cancel. And they get all their people around you and they, they just bully you until you go away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what, that, that's what the schoolyard bully would do. If, if you did something that pissed them off or they didn't like it, 
they they would not shut up until they got their way mm-hmm. and they would make you feel like shit for it and now you have this extreme left where you say you call them by the wrong pronoun you you do the wrong thing you do something that they don't agree with and you are just done <laughs> there's no room for uh, like education there's no room for change there's no grace yeah grace there's no okay i'm sorry this is new for me like i didn't can help me out here like don't mm-hmm. just cancel me like mm-hmm. There's no forgiveness. There's no opportunity to redeem yourself. Yeah. You're done. You're fucking done. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. And I guess whenever you're talking about police and they're in charge of someone's life, how much grace should there be? You know, yeah. like for, for Derek, for example, um, should, zero should he, grace given to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying like, you know, where do you, you know, are, are the, are the woman police officer who, uh, thought she grabbed the taser, but she grabbed a gun and shot the traffic stop victim. Grace given. So, but who decides that, you know? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like, and I honestly feel like the cops that were watching Chauvin do that should also be in jail too yeah. for accomplices. Can you, can you imagine watching that happen and you're standing there? Eight I, minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds. That's, that's, that's an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I know, I know people have done that test where they say, like, lay on the ground for eight minutes and feel how long that feels to yeah. lay on the ground. Eight and minutes. all those fucking shitheads on the defense team that said, like, no, it was his conditions. Well, get on the fucking ground and put a goddamn knee on your back and see if you can survive that for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah, pre existing. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see if you can survive that yeah you know they won't do it though yeah that's what they should have done in the trial see i'm i'm a healthy person i'll get down somebody get on my knee let's replicate the situation and i'll survive you watch me mm. didn't happen yeah anyway yeah grace is a big thing and i guess the question is now when should grace be given and when should when should uh it not yeah uh, yeah, it's a tough one. That's why I think body cam footage reform by way of like just more training, more prevention. Mm-hmm. I think more opportunities for prevention, uh, community prevention with this stuff. Have more. you ever have you ever seen something go down? Have you ever seen cops like respond to a violent situation and like actually seen like been driving through town or driving in a town oh. and you see cops with guns drawn and they're doing their thing? I recently saw something. I have, I'm trying to think. I it's mean, it terrifying. Years ago, like I think I was 16, we were driving home and we saw like SWATs around a building. Mm-hmm. Like like we somehow got in the middle of it. I don't know why, like where we <laughs> where we pulled out and where our house was, like it was like right there. And then I pull up, there's all these like armed police officers storming this guy's house. And Ugh. we're just like, oh shit. My mom's like, just go, 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 yeah. go. <laughs> like, okay. I was driving through town and there was like a motel and um, I was at like the stoplight and it was right beside the motel and roadway it, in what was it roadway in I can't remember or the one, one across from Sunnyside down here it <laughs> was the Harvin yeah, yeah. how'd you know dude it's who sketchy. doesn't know yeah and um and uh there were cops with guns drawn outside of a door and you could tell they were about to like go in like they were kind of like looking at each other and they had the guns out and stuff and I was thinking like oh you know, that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It really is hard. There's, well, I just thought, I guess what I, you see these things on TV, you see these things in the news and in movies, but like being in 
real the real world and i just saw a dude just like me you know maybe my age or even younger you know in his full uniform with a gun drawn about to walk into god knows what mm-hmm. and i just thought about how terrifying that is dude <laughs> like, what if there was an a, a network streaming 24 7 of all the body cam footage of these situations where it's not going to do every single cop duty but like all of a sudden when there's a call that stream gets switched on mm. and you can see real time mm-hmm. what's going on yeah if he will be like oh shit like so much pressure man yeah like i was like they don't know if they're walking into a, a, a setup they don't know if they're walking into a, a bloodbath you know they don't know if they're walking into someone with like an assault rifle mm-hmm. they don't you know you were just a dude that went through police academy training and had maybe it's a couple years under your belt and you have like maybe a family at home and mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's it's hard because part of me is like, don't put yourself in a situation that's going to have somebody call the police on you. Mm. Like, it, it to me, it's not that hard. Yeah, just just don't don't do shady shit. <laughs> yeah, if you need help, ask for it. Yeah, and if help's not there, like I know some people, this comes from a place of privilege, I guess. The radical leftists are going to call me out, mm. as I know there's areas where there's just no help. And you've tried. Well, yeah. And there that, is no help. That's the problem. And you're at wit's end. And that's where I'm calling on the collective society and government and people to help, mm-hmm. to recognize where there's places that can reduce the stress of people and mm-hmm. provide basic needs and allow an opportunity to say, we need help and to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of cops MO is they won't do anything until an actual crime has been committed. Like you can talk about like, Hey, I heard something's going to happen. Be careful. And they go, well, there's no, nothing's happened yet. Like mm-hmm. cops are very much so in the field of uh firefighting as opposed to fire prevention. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine all the people being like, well, I don't know what there is to do. Like I've got my own house and family and mortgage and bills and like, okay, so you've got your own family, which is fine. And a mortgage on a, house that's three times bigger than what you really need and a payment that's three times bigger than what you really need. And, and now you got to have jobs that take up all your time to pay for all this stuff that you bought that you don't really need mm. to pay for your privilege. And that's why you can't help the people mm-hmm. that don't have that privilege. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery, yeah. it's a slippery. You room. know what? I'm glad we have this podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want to say just to get it off my chest, whether I mean it all or not. It's just nice to talk it out. It's just processing. Yeah. And I hope no one's mad if we said anything offensive because if you know John or I by now, you know that we love, every, like, we truly do, like, love yeah. everyone and we want there to be peace. But, like, it's just frustrating whenever you live in a world where this stuff keeps happening. It's like, what do you, I think everybody needs a podcast. Maybe. Because I, if I say something here and someone listens to it and they're like, oh shit, he's talking about me, maybe I am. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that I I look at you any less of a person. Mm. Mm. I see a kind of everybody is a byproduct of our modern day living and you've made decisions and you are where you are. And then but you, when you when you start thinking about that and you, maybe you're even thinking like, oh, shoot, I'm I'm stuck in it. Mm. Doesn't mean you're a shitty person. Mm. But uh, but I think about it and I see it. It's kind of like um, we watched we started watching a new show. Disney, I think it's called Top Shot or Hot Shot or something. It's hmm. got uh, Jesse from Full House. He's the he's the coach, <laughs> John Stamos, and he's just like this this coach who is just 
like super aggressive, right? He just, he's all about coaching. He's all about winning basketball games and he's had success, but then he threw a chair at a ref and it hit him and he got kicked out and can't, he got canceled. Hmm. So now he's the coach of a prep school girls, high school basketball team. Mm -hmm. And like the first day he told one of the girls that she needs to lose five pounds because mm. he's thought we need to talk conditioning you you need to lose five pounds so then she started crying and ran off and confronted him and she's like you fat shamed me in front of my friends now she's not overweight mm -hmm. and so when he sat down and talked with her he said something and he said listen i don't like i don't see you as a person like i see you as a player he sees them he sees her as a tool to win a game mm. so when he says and so he said and i'm not saying he's right in this mm. He says, so when I said you have five pounds to lose, I see a player that can shoot the ball, can pass the ball, is excellent at def defense, like is one of the best players on a team, mm. but gets winded in the fourth quarter. Mm. So when I see that, I say, that's a conditioning problem. We need to work on that. Losing a couple pounds, we're going to condition, will help with that. And he's, and he's saying that strictly as a, you're a tool to win basketball games, not as a person. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't see people as fat or skinny or anything like that. I see their abilities on the court and how to achieve the goal. Hmm. And, I, and I feel like that's kind of like how I feel when I talk and ramble about stuff and situations on the podcast. Like I'm not seeing a person. Mm. I'm seeing a thing that's happening that people are a part of. Mm. And I, that's probably wrong. <laughs> like I, I think that's, not a good coach there to not be able to see the person yeah. behind what you're coaching. And I connected more with the coach in that scenario. Cause I'll often see the thing mm -hmm. and not the person behind the thing. Yeah. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. So well, it's, it's not necessarily really a problem, astute. but it's something to be aware of Yeah, when we're talking about these situations or anything, there's usually people behind them. Yeah. And we'll see the thing, but not the person. Yeah. So that's a great way to end it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Everywhere you look, everywhere <laughs> there's a heart. There's a heart. <laughs> All right. That might be copyrighted, too. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, uh, we hope that you're finding some joy this week. Hope you're staying safe. <laughs> hope you're joy when we just talked about guns and violence. I know. And the other episode minutes. was about death. <laughs> Not every episode is going to be like this, but it's just, mm. hey, that's what Riffin is. So yeah. enjoy your week. Hopefully you're enjoying the nice weather, except, except the fact that it snowed today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's April 22nd as we record this and uh. what the hell's going on. But all right. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.